Let's talk about sect, baby. Were you aware that Germany is the third largest producer of sparkling wine? Or sect, as they call it. Yeah, I see where your mind went. You might not realize it, but Germans consume more sparkling wine per capita than anyone else. Discover more about German wines at GermanWineUSA.com or on social media at GermanWineUSA. Wine and hip hop, wine and music. Tell me about it. Check this out. Oh, yeah. You'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the, the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. Welcome to another episode of Wine and Hip Hop. It's your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. The Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos. I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. <laughs> we got Miss Yandy Smith Harris in the building. Yandy, how you doing? I'm good. I need some AKAs. You don't got a... What? I know you got AKA. an AKA. You from Harlem. I know I, you got an I, AKA. I need some AKAs. <laughs> I had a few. I had a few. I had a few. I gotta give me some. I'm gonna think about my AKA selection when I come back. I'm gonna be like, it's your girl, Yandy. You know, you know me, the girl from up the block. It's AKA. AKA. I'm gonna work on that for the next time. Oh man. But how are you doing? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing so good. And when I heard that we were tasting wine, I was like, oh, I can't wait. (laughs) I was like, you know, is there gonna be some cheese too? But I'm fine with just wine. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And then to talk about wine and then one of my other favorite passions, which is hip hop, I was all for the conversation. We are definitely in a crazy time. Word. The world is shifting and, and I've turned to wine a lot more than usual these mm. days. Wine We've and needed music. to. So it's interesting that we're talking about wine and music because that has kind of been my saving grace over the past couple of months. Well, now year. Right. You right. know, so I'm thankful to be here. Like, Healthy, alive. Yeah, so are you into wine? Do you enjoy wine? You know what I do? Um, I am a sweet girl. Even when it comes to different types of liquor, liquor, I am a Malibu girl. I'm right. a Riesling girl. I'm a Moscat, Moscato. Um, I love sweet. And then if I do dry, I'll do a dry red, especially if I'm eating red meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like to use wine for food all the time as well. So, right. so you a big pairing, yes, pairing girl. Yes. What's all some of your favorite pairings? pairings? Like, what do you like to pair? Um, so I love a Pinot with like a white fish. Um, so like Bronzino is one of my favorite fish. Mm. So that with a little bit of a glaze of wine is really good. Um, Chardonnay as well. Um, but then if I'm drinking, it would have to be a red. Um, and I'm not like, it, it really doesn't matter as long as like a good, healthy red mm-hmm. wine. Um, I'm good. I don't so, necessarily want to do a red sweet. I'll take red dry. But when I do my white, it has to be sweet. Got you. Got you. So you in the right place. Well, you in Riesling Town. I so- want to learn. I've come here to learn. I, I hear you are the wine connoisseur that if anything I need to know about wine, I got to come to you. I can put you on. So I'm trying to go home <laughs> and get real with some wine over dinner. So I need you to like put me on. To- I'm, that's what I'm here for. Okay. That's what I'm here for. So Perfect. we um today we're going to be drinking a, a sparkling Riesling. Oh, right. I've never had a sparkling Riesling. See, I told you I was going to be putting you on like, you know, So what do you normally pair a sparkling Riesling with? Um, well, Riesling is a very versatile um, varietal. I thought that it was only sweet. Yeah. I didn't know that they had, like, behind the scenes, he gave me a taste of a dry wine. And I was like, oh, what's this? He said Riesling. I said, no, 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 Riesling's always sweet. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, I do this. It's not always sweet. I know what I'm talking about. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so Riesling actually comes in a few different um, levels of sweetness. Okay. You know, you can get Trocken, which is like the the most dry style. Oh. Then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you have Cabernet, which is a little more sweet. So wait a minute. I thought, so is it Cabernet or Cabernet? Well, in Germany, it's Cabernet. There's Cabernet. That, that's that's de- red, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and Cabernet is really, um, it's a different level of sweetness. Mm. Um, then you have uh, Spatlays and Auslace. Oh. Um, so all of those are the different levels of sweetness. And it gets sweeter the further along okay. down that line. I Got went. it. 
I think Riesling is dope for that reason. We're going to be drinking a sparkling Riesling. Okay. This is just a bottle that I'm really into right now. Okay. You know, it, it got the... So this is kind of why I wanted to go with the Drake song for a pairing, because you see oh. we got the... Got a little OVO owl on here. Exactly what that looks <laughs> but, like. And I promise you, he had nothing to, like, he don't even. Let me find out Drake is endorsing this episode. Drake, you a slick one. Okay, so, you know, um, but nah, this was a, a Weinsler Kunstler uh, sect. And all sect means is sparkling Riesling. Uh, well, sect means sparkling wine in, okay. in German. So, so, is this a dry or a sweet? This is a dry wine, but. It's sparkling, so it kind of gives it a different little kick, you know. So it's a it's um high acid. Okay. So you ever taste like that kind of like sour taste when you taste in wine a yep, little bit? Absolutely. That's what you would refer to as acidity. Okay. And Riesling is great. Um Riesling tends to have great acidity. So we just gonna wow. pour you up on this roof right here. So you never had sparkling I've Riesling. I've never had sparkling wow. Riesling ever. It's okay. looking like champagne. See, there you go. Now, a lot of people think that, um, you know, sparkling wine is called champagne, but there's, uh, you know, in different countries, it's uh -huh. called different things. So Germany is actually, so champagne is um, created in the champagne region in France. So that's sparkling wine from champagne region, but it's only called champagne if it's from there. Yep. Even like there's even different parts of France where sparkling wine is called something different. Okay. You know, so um but are you telling me that champagne is just sparkling wine? Champagne is just sparkling but wine. But the reason why they call that one champagne is because it's from that particular part, part of France. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Learn something new every day. Absolutely. Now let me ask you a question. Yeah. So if I go like this, I can smell the wine. Right. Why is it that all you fancy wine drinkers gotta go like this and make it turn in the cup and do all this fancy stuff, then smell it? Um, well, that just opens up the aromas. It, it makes it makes it a little more loud. <laughs> you know, Louder than this? It, it, it gets a loud fragrance. So really, yeah, that's what it is. So the these flavors have been in the bottle for a while. You know, it's uh -huh. tight. So when you open it, when you do this, you're giving the wine oxygen on all of the different layers. Ah. So you ever notice how um, a banana turns color? Uh -huh. Like when it's on the counter for too long yeah, or a newspaper okay. turns color yeah, after it's yeah, on the yeah. counter? That's what oxygen is doing to it. Mm -hmm. So it's changing it in the glass. Oxygen is changing the taste of this in the glass when you're swirling it. Oh. That's what that's doing. Okay. So this is like one of my favorite wines. Right oh, yeah? Now. How, how are you feeling about it? I didn't taste it yet. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Told you, man. We, 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 that's a good we one. We pick winners out here. Mm -hmm. I had a feeling that you would enjoy it. So, um, yeah, this is. Wow. This is actually interesting because, um, oh, I was telling you about the sparkling yes. stuff. So, yes. So, um, Germany is actually the number three producer of sparkling wine in the world behind France and Italy. So got you got champagne in France. You mm -hmm. got you have Prosecco, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. that's just sparkling wine from Italy. Yeah. Now you got sect, which is sparkling wine from Germany. Uh, is Germany kind of new to this world? Nah, actually, Germany, Germany is like the third largest yeah. um, sparkling wine producer in the got world. It. You know, same thing with like red wine. When people think about wines in Germany, they think about, um, you know, they only think about Riesling. Mm -hmm. But Germany also makes amazing Pinot Noir. But really? there it's called Spätburgunder. Oh. So it's, it's just different words, you know. Got it. Got but it. So are there particular kind of grapes that are used in this region of Germany? Um, yeah, so this wine is actually from the Mosul, uh -huh. and in the Mosul, um, they definitely tend to use more uh, Riesling grapes there. Mm -hmm. But so um, a particular type of grape, yes, that they use. Okay, so it's like from a particular type of soil, the way they treat it, exactly. The way they grow it. Okay, look at you go, you on your wine oh, stuff, no, yo, you I'm know about the soil, no. yo, don't no, laugh. Exactly. <laughs> So we bought a house, right? And at our house right now, I'm like, I want a garden. I want fruit. So we had someone come treat our yard. And I was telling them I want a grapevine. I was like, I want to make my own wine. I want to have like a bowl that I mm. step in with me and the kids. 
And they were like, okay, well, that you, it depends on that. Like, what kind of grapes do you want? I was like, there's different types of grapes. <laughs> so they were telling me all the different types of grapes. And do you want sweet? Do you want? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the whole thing. Yep. So I was trying to stunt on you real quick when I came mm. in here. Like, what's the soil? <laughs> that was nah, like the thing I was trying to do. But, to think I knew what I was talking about. But nah, you you did know what you was talking about. That that's the fly stuff. Um, I, I also think that it's dope that um, we're here celebrating a birthday. You know, was celebrating Riesling's birthday. Oh, okay. um, nah, but also yours. <laughs> nah, so Riesling Riesling's official birthday is uh, the May March thirteenth. Oh, okay. And you celebrated a birthday yesterday. Yeah. So I just felt like you know this is not really just a podcast; it's a birthday party. It's a birthday. Party. You feel me? This is a Riesling and Yandy birthday party. Oh man. So, um, but we're going to pair this with the song. So what song did you, now we talked a little bit about songs. You had an idea for a song. Yeah. You were, you were R&B type of person. I'm smooth type of chick. Got you, got you. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with this song, but um, there's a song called It's the Vibe for Me. Do you know mm. that song? It's the Vibe for Me. It's your Vibe for Me. Do you see me out there vibing freely? I don't care, I'm a vibe anyway. Take a drive or by fair apply pressure cause I'm red. It's the vibe for me, it's the vibe for me. Because when I drink wine, it's about the vibe for me. Like I don't drink wine to get turned up. I don't necessarily drink wine to go to sleep or you know to get put down. I drink wine when I just want to vibe out. I just want to chill. Mm. Um, so it's just a vibe for me when I drink wine. So I that's the song that I think of when I um when I want to drink wine. I want to drink wine and feel that feel. So the, I I know I'm sure we're gonna have a ton of questions from the audience and everything, but you know I got my questions that I want to know. Okay. Like, how did you get into the music industry? Like, oh my goodness, that that's I feel like so many people um just try. Are, constantly trying to crack into music absolutely not the easiest thing in the it's world it's not the easiest <laughs> thing and i came super humble in the music industry i graduated from howard and i um i begged mm. i went up to buy later <laughs> with a friend of mine who was trying to book Buster at the time and i remember i was sitting in the office and um i saw all these artists coming in the office like 50 but 50 wasn't even popping yet but like missy was in the office tweet um, Bubba Sparks, LL Cool J. And I'm like, what is happening here? It was a big concert that was happening at Nassau Coliseum and all of Violator's artists were performing. So they were all in the office. I had no idea what I was coming or walking into. And I sat in that conference room and I'm like, is that LL Cool J? Was that just Tweet? Was that just Missy Elliott? And um, I went to the reception desk and I was like, hey, you know, I just graduated from school. Um, do you have a card? I, I, I might be looking for an internship. So she was like, no. After a while of me calling and showing up at the office and begging and saying, I'll do anything because I want to work here, um, I got an internship. Mm. So I started interning at Violator Management and Records, and I was literally cleaning, who was now my partner, I was cleaning Mona Scott Young's office. Wow. So I was cleaning her office, organizing her paperwork, and then I graduated from doing that to answering her phones. I was her her assistant's assistant's intern. And then... Um, from being that person's intern, I became that person's assistant. Then I became Mona's assistant. And then finally, I became a junior manager. Up until I left the company, I was a manager. And then I left off to do my own thing. And I went to Atlantic Records. And that's when I was working with the diplomats. And, um, you know, just doing a lot of stuff in music. But really, I got my ground and my footing by interning. That's wow. how I built a lot of my relationships. And I literally, with a college degree, and I graduated out with honors, I was cleaning offices. Wow. Yo, that just goes to show you, like, I'm the kind of person, like, even today, I don't care. Like, I'm down to clean the bathrooms. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm that person. Absolutely. But it, it just goes to show you what hard work will get you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes you got to come in with the mindset of the job you want. Do the job you have to do. But, but go in with the mindset of this is what I want. So I dressed like the role I wanted. 
I um, I performed. If I had to be to work at 10, I was getting there at 930. And if my, I was working from 10 to 7, I wasn't leaving sometimes till 930 at night. Mm. But I wanted to make sure if my boss was there, I was there. I wanted to make sure she couldn't operate this business without me. And I was an intern. Right. You know, and then um, when I became an assistant and then a manager, when I was ready to leave, it was a big thing. It was kind of like, how are we going to run this without you? What are you doing? I was like, it's time for me to swim. I got to mm. swim. Gotta do my thing, so I gotta go. Um, but that's how you want to walk into situations. You want to make yourself so valuable that the people in that space feel like they can't operate without you. Right. You know, and then and then the other thing that's really helped me in my career in music is building great relationships. I've never been the smartest girl in the room or you know, the most um etiquette or you know, none of that. I think that I've built amazing relationships in the space that I'm in. And I've been able to call on, you know, different people for help at different times that have really helped catapult my clients' careers. Hmm. And that's been really important as well. Gotcha. That's that's real. I, I just it's it's really amazing when I think about your story. I'm just like, yo, like early dipset years, you know, like you just mobbing in the streets with them, you know, you like. Yeah. What was that as, as a female? What was that like for you? And how did like what advice would you have for other females that, you know, have to kind of go through the ranks in the same the trenches. way? You know, when I came to work, it wasn't about heels and wearing the latest this. And I was in my sweats. I was in my Tim's. I was in my sneakers. <laughs> I was running in and out of clubs. I was running in and out of offices. And I always wanted to make sure my morals led me. Right. I think for women that come into this space in this industry, we get tested so much. Mm. A lot of um, a lot of the executives, most of the executives for a long time were men. Now it's shifting. There's a change. But when you walk into these rooms, just naturally, they would test you. Right. Test you to see, you know, what your ethical code is like, what your moral standings are and and how you stand up to the artists you represent. So I always wanted to make sure I walked in and demanded a certain level of respect. I wanted to make sure that I was above rapport so that when it's time to do business, you ain't think about me with no other way but business. Right. And um, by the time business was done, even if it was after hours, I made sure there was a certain rapport that I upheld myself to because I knew that I wanted to be respected in these spaces. And I think that um, a lot of a lot of us get caught up in the moment. We get caught up in the hype. We get caught up. I mean, I'm from Grant Projects. Um And I got to school, not because I could afford it, but because I got a scholarship and then I had to work hard Mm. to maintain that. Um, So I could have gotten caught up with the diamonds, the glitz, the glam, all the money. But I knew that I wanted to have longevity in this business. I knew that I wanted to be respected. And a lot of times, if you twist yourself out of that respect, you lose jobs, you lose money, you lose referrals. But you want to be able to be a person where someone can say, oh, no, she's dope. She's about her business. Oh, she's going to get you the money. She's going to get the bag. Oh, she, you're going to try to talk to her? She ain't going to pay you no attention. She, yeah, She's just not. You know, yeah. no matter what you flaunt. Like, you want to be able to walk in rooms where the whole room ain't like, oh, yeah, I had her. Oh, yeah, I did that. You want to be respected so that people will hire you and refer you as well. Right. So that was important to me coming into this space and in this industry. So, again... Working in, with Dipset in the beginning, it was an amazing, you know, transition out of me working for a management company to actually directly managing Jim and working with Jewels. Um, it was it was good. It was crazy going into clubs. And you were you were insane. you were managing Jim at like uh, at the height, like you was like in yeah. the like when Bowling came out. Oh yeah, absolutely. you was managing. Bowling was my record. Yeah, I said it all the time. So the producer Zukon was a producer that we managed that Violator, yeah. and I and he just happened to be one of my close friends. And I'm like Zukon, I need a beat. I'm like I'm managing this artist. His name is Jim Jones. He had already dropped on my way to church. Yeah, and I'm like we're working on the next album. I need a banger. Zukon gave me a a, a, a track. <laughs> Of 12 tracks on it. And I don't know if you guys listened to the album, but it was another track that was like Jimmy. Yeah. Then it was Honey Dip. It was so many records that were bangers. But it was just one record that was I wear mean, dark pair shades. <laughs> yeah, when that shit came in, it was crazy. We was in the studio like. Show we in the building. Huh? Please play fly. No lie. And you know 
Yeah. You just got to fix your face you just, different. You just see Jim in the corner like, mumbling something. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's getting to work. Let me leave now so he can get to work. And then I remember the next day he came into the office like, no, y'all got to play this. Y'all got to play this. And then when the record came on, he, he didn't want to play it in the office. He wanted to play it on the outside of the office, brought the radio player out there. Wow. And then all the guys from the studio came into the office this day. And when that part came on, um, we fly. They all like, we fly. <laughs> no, these are like thug gangsters. You see them, they, we fly. <laughs> no lie. Bowling. They all had this dance they were doing. I'm like, is that your routine? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was practicing in the studio. Okay. I'm like, this is the record then. This is yeah. it. So I remember we immediately, we were excited. We took that record over to Koch. They were excited. They were like, we're going to spend money on this video. Yeah. We're going to do whatever y'all want to do because this is going to be the record. And it was the record. That record kept us on the road for a very long time. We Had were like a hundred remixes. Yeah. <laughs> we got so many plaques for like ringtones yeah. and everything else. That producer, Zukon, that I was telling you about, he was like, I bought my mama a house. I bought my baby mama a house. I bought me a house. <laughs> You know, to this day, he calls me. We're really good friends. He's still yeah. making money off that record. So, mm. you know, it's a good yeah. thing. That's the thing. I mean, it, I'm glad you you really, like, highlighted that because I feel like the reputation that you have is, like, Yandy's about her business. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. know what I'm saying? I, I play too much So that's exactly the reputation that, you know, that's why we wanted to also have you here to help celebrate Women's History Month. Oh, you yeah, know? absolutely. I just feel like you know, we want to represent strong women and you really define that. So oh, thank you well, for you, I, joining us on the show. Strong women, but there's been many times, especially throughout this year, <laughs> I'll cheers to that, but I have been weak. And I mm. think that's the beauty of us women, especially the beauty of women of color. We can have moments where we can still be appreciated in our weak moments because mm. we have learned to you know, put a mask over those moments because we are strong. We, you know, we're tough. We got this backbone, but there are sometimes when we don't want to be strong. Right. There are sometimes when we want to be vulnerable. There are sometimes when we want to be taken care of. And I think that um, it's time for us to still be celebrated, even when we're not strong, because we've come through a lot. We have been test dummies for the experiments. Facts. We have had to, you know, raise children and, and bore the brunt of many hard times. And even still, we be raising men. We be raising grown men. <laughs> like grown men. Even in this pandemic, you know, and all of a lot of the social injustices, what's happening is the women who is the nucleus of the families and of the households have been affected. A lot of them have lost jobs. Right. And still have to figure out how to raise children and be mentally sane to raise these babies. Um, so we've really taken a hit on our mental health and, and kind of the strength. Um, and, and, you know, so those women out there watching, if there are any, if any of you feel like you're not strong or, or you know, you want to be strong and you're weak right now, that's okay too. I've been this year. I will say I've been weak all year. Mm. So don't let this fool you because it has been a <laughs> trying year. For everybody though. Years. Word. Yeah. So you guys are appreciated. And I, and I still believe that, you'll get there, right? That's one thing about us women of color. We figure out how to become what we need to to make it through, to survive. And, um, you know, I, I, so I just wanted to tell you, cheers to you. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate We do. You. We family now, Yandy. Oh, like, yeah. you speak for me at this point. Yes, yes, <laughs> for sure. Now, um, and while we talking here, I want y'all to start getting y'all questions in. You know, just go ahead, throw some questions in the chat. We got my man Jerome. Jerome's AKA back in the day used to be dot com. He stayed in front of a computer. So <laughs> he stayed in front of a computer. So <laughs> so you guys just shoot your questions in the chat and we're gonna get to them. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, as we're going through this, we'll talk a little bit more about wines of Germany because okay. wines of Germany is the shit. I hope oh. I'm okay to curse, but we'll see. <laughs> But no, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's late. It's, it's late. It's late. It's late. If you walk past this time, you can hear some curses. God damn it. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm I was just really passionate about um, bringing German wine into this situation because Tell me it's like we were talking earlier and I was mentioning that, um, you know, people don't really think of people only think of Riesling when they think about Germany. Like mm -hmm. this is 
a, a country with wines that you can really explore. Yeah. Um, you know, they've been making wine for over 2,000 years now. You know what I'm saying? So they had some time to get it right. Wow. That's <laughs> um, crazy. I didn't know that. Nah, it's When true. I think of Germany, I only think of Riesling, but nothing else. I didn't think it was a big wine country. 100%. Germany has like, what, 130 varietals? Let's see, what do we I We got know? some Psalms in the room. Where they at? Where they at? Where the Psalms at? You know, but nah, Germany is definitely a place to explore. Um, you know, it's a it's a cool climate growing mm -hmm. region. And when you have like cool climates, you tend to get um, wines that are a little bit more concentrated. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's this thing that happens uh, called noble rot where it really looks like the wines are like, I don't want to say rotten, but, you know. They look like raisins. They shrivel up like raisins. Mm. And that's just like the, the sugar. Grapes. Yeah. Okay. That's just the sugar. And the cool climate is what does that. And um, the sugar just, that's how you get more residual sugar on something. Those noble rocks. And that's what grapes. leads to the sweeter wines or the thicker wines? The sweeter wines. And the, yeah. And then, you know, that tends to fall into the body as well. Yeah. You know, so like that makes it a little bit thicker. Um, but yes, that how we doing on them questions? We got any any inquisitive questions? Uh, yeah, so someone um, finally said, are you planning on having any more mentors, mentor programs for millennials? So Tanya would like to know if you are going to have any more mentorship programs for millennials. Absolutely. We're actually working through our VIP program right now. Um, we're doing some virtual entrepreneurship lessons. If you follow um, the EGL PUD page, so it's E, letter E, G, L, P, U, D, S. That stands for EGL Partners Uplifting Our Daughters and Sons. We talk about and we post anything that we're doing virtually or in person. Unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that we normally do in the schools um, or even in the communities have been put on hold because of um, COVID. Mm. But we've doing a lot of stuff virtually. We had a whole summer youth program for East Orange, New Jersey that we did. We ran their whole entire summer youth program um, for, I believe it was eight weeks. And we taught kids everything. I can't even say kids because they were like high school and college students, but everything from digital design, entrepreneurship, um, nail and hair tech, um, choreography, all kind of things, graphic arts, web design, public relations, artist management, sports management. Mm. So we had people like Queen Naja, Clarence, football players, basketball players come in and tell them exactly like, oh, you want to be in this business? Let me tell you the type of manager I need. Mm. Oh, you want to be an artist? Oh, you want to be a YouTube star? Let me tell you what that meant. How often I need to shoot my YouTube? Oh, you want to put a YouTube thing up once a month and you think you're going to be a YouTube star? No, no, no. Queen Isha, she put up a YouTube thing every day, sometimes twice a day when she was just starting. So it's like really giving them the background of what it takes to be in whatever particular field they were interested in. They got to choose which area they wanted to follow. Um, we got professionals in each of those fields to come on board and teach different things. So, yes, we want to do this again. We absolutely plan on doing some more things virtually. Um, and if you follow that page, you will see the updates of what we're doing. Yo, just want to take a sec to give a big shout to my people at Wide Roots Imports. The role of a good wine importer is to tell the story of the land that the wines are from. Wide Roots does that in a very judgment-free way. They're an educational resource for people that are new to wine, and if I'm rocking with them, you know they keep some fire on deck. Right now, bringing in wines from Spain and Italy. For more info, go to WideRootsLLC.com now. Mm. Um, I also wanted to ask you because you know I've been trying to get my skin right. Oh, you, know you need some yellow skincare. I've been trying. I, what you doing? You know what I'm saying. So I got a facial two days ago for okay. the first time. Okay, you okay. know my little sister got me right. Good. But um, what what led you to um to to start a skin line a skincare company? So everything I do, I do it because it's. It's something that means something to me. So when I first started on the TV show and I had to put on makeup, I never wore makeup before I got on TV. Wow. And even when I got on TV, I was like, uh, I'm good. Days when I'm not on TV or shooting, I'm not wearing any makeup. Usually I'm just regular. 
So when I started wearing makeup, it just really messed up my skin. I was, you know, breaking out. I was having dry skin patches and popping pimples. So I left, it left dark spots. I went to Sephora, like, hey, what can I do for this, for that? I got dark circles around my eyes. And they're like, grab that, grab this, grab this, grab that. When I put everything in the basket, I was at like, you know, I went to the register. They're like, oh, that'll be $500. It was like $480. I'm like, there's no way the average working woman could pay $480 monthly for your 30-day skincare supply. So, and then the other thing is when I was in the store, I didn't feel like I was represented. I didn't see many women in the pictures that looked like me, Mm. especially with my issues. (laughs) So I said, what I'm going to do... I want to create a skincare line that's all natural, that's plant-based, but I want to make sure that I put the right people in place. So one of my friends, she was a VP at Bliss Spas, but she specialized in all natural plant-based care for skin. We, I hired her, we hired a chemist, and we just started playing around. Wow. It took me about three to four years to really come up with a line that I loved. I failed a lot of times. When you started, did you think it would be that difficult? You know what? I felt like I wanted to do this, but what I didn't think is that I would lose so much money in the beginning. You know, people start things and they feel like when it doesn't work out the very first time, it's like, oh, this doesn't work. This is not for me. You know, the very first line I came out with was like papaya face scrub, strawberry mint this and peach that. Maybe I had rashes all over my face. <laughs> I was even drier than I was when I started. I was like, this is not working. My mother was saying the same thing. Like, this doesn't work for my skin. This one burnt me a little bit. I was like, okay, don't use that one anymore. <laughs> so I had to totally trash that complete fruit line. And that's when I was like, just give me something all natural. Take out everything else. I just want plant-based and all natural. When we started variations of that, we found things that we loved and then Finally, I got to a place after like three, four years where I'm just like, this is it. Mm. We've all tested it. I gave it to my friends. I gave it to my mom. Those are my test dummies. It worked for them and they loved it this time. And then I put it out. And it's mm. another thing to entrepreneurs out there. I was on a whole TV show with a whole with over 4 million followers at the time. My last, you know, the finale episode of three years ago when I started the line was, you know, we did a big store opening a, a pop-up shop with yell logo you know people were trying it out on a tv show mm. that night i got two sales wow two of my friends that's crazy yeah and then a couple months went by i might have got another sale maybe three four more and i was like oh lord this is not looking too cute <laughs> for me but i didn't stop there i figured out a new way to my i said okay so people that watch my show they don't necessarily buy just because they recognize the name they're not gonna say oh yell skincare let me go look up yell skincare some might have but that didn't make them want to buy it what i started to do was get in front of my mirror and dance in the mirror mm. you know have my my babies use it as well my husband whatever we would get in front of the mirror dance and just make it a thing in the morning that we did as family my very first video that i put up with me in the mirror first, I was like, oh, I got five sales. <laughs> you know, I did it again the next day. I'm like, oh, gosh, I got five more. Then I kept doing it. Then I included my children. And then, you know, whenever friends would come up, I'm like, what you doing? Come to my bathroom. We got to do a yellow skin commercial. You know, when I started figuring out how to market to my people, that's when I got sales. Mm. By the end of my first year, we did a little over $60,000. Wow. The second year, we did over $700,000. Damn. Now we're in the third year, we're touching over $2 million. So it's like, shout. This is just. Shout shout to a boss lady. We sitting sitting next to a boss, y'all. So, you know, it's just, it's it's really just about being diligent and not giving up. You know, I could have stopped after it aired on a TV show where 4 million people are watching. I got two sales from two people I know. I could have been like, you know what? I'm going to scrap this. Yeah. I'm $10,000 in the hole from trying this, trying that, didn't work. This is not for me. But I knew that there was a market for this. I knew that there was a woman that wanted to be represented. I right. knew that there were women out there of color that felt like, what can we use for our skin? Why it was a genuine problem. Like you, like that was a legit problem. Because yeah. honestly, you know, I've been, like I said, you know, I've been trying to get my, my yeah. situation right. And it's expensive. It's expensive. It's expensive. So like for you to find a way to make it work, like that's. And I'm excited because, you know, we have right now our essential line, but we've just added a very like targeted line for men. 
Okay. And then a targeted line for teens. So May 1st, that comes out with the open of my first store. All right. I'm in so there. I'm, I'm in there. I'm in the there. My first store is opening <laughs> in Atlanta. Congratulations. I'm so and then I want to come back and open up a store in Harlem, Miami, Chicago. So, you know, every year I'm going to open up a store somewhere else. So right, right now we opened up one and someone has a question. Yeah. I see you like. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany wants to know um, who was one of your biggest mentors? So oh my goodness. Just on the mic. So so Brittany would like to know who is one of your biggest mentors. <sighs> you know, there's so many people that inspire me, but I think um and I, and I give Mona credit all the time because she kind of birthed me in this industry and and taught me the ropes. So, this time I'm not going to give Mona the credit. What I used to look at, right? I used to look at my single mother friends. And when mm. I became a single mom for the past four and a half years, I realized they were my inspiration, my mentors. I would see single mothers in my life raise these babies. One of my friends, she has three children by mm. herself. Her babies were all on the honor roll. They were involved in dance and soccer and sports. And I'm like, I had my one and I was like, um, yeah, I'm ready to give them away. Who wants them? <laughs> um, but that became when I decided to be an entrepreneur with a product, that became my full on motivation, looking at that little baby in his eyes, knowing that if I didn't hustle, he wouldn't eat. Wow. And then I would think about when those things got rough, I would think about my friends and I would be like, okay, Tia, she's doing it by herself. This one, they're doing it by themselves. And that literally became my motivation. Like she did it. Andy, you can do it. She got three. You got one little baby. Mm. You can do it. And so many times I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. So I got to give my hat to single moms out there. Um, I understand your pain and I understand, you know, your resilience. Um, and I salute you. You guys are my inspiration. You're my motivation because I know what it's like to look in that baby's eyes and know like, you don't know if daddy going to be able to help out that month or whenever and really figuring out how you're going to make ends meet, how you're going to make it work so that your babies can have the best of everything. Um, so I like to look at, you know, just regular heroes as my inspiration. Right. Because everybody doesn't necessarily have a moment in their life. Right. Everybody doesn't have, you know, somebody famous that they can touch and talk to. So those regular people are heroes, became heroes to me, my friends that were single mothers out there doing it. I'm like, yo, y'all got the hardest job mm. and y'all make it look so easy. That really motivated me and inspired me to just go hard in the paint. Yeah. Asia would also like to know, um, if you didn't get into the music industry, what industry do you think you'd be in? Oh, I was going to be in fashion. I got my scholarship from the Gap's corporate office. I interned at the Gap in high mm. school, then I interned at the Gap when I was in college. Every year I went to San Francisco to work in their corporate office. I just knew I was going to graduate and be a merchandiser for the Gap. You know, then life That's happens. So funny. <laughs> life happens. And um, the program that I emerged through was called the Retail Management Program. And um, the CEO, his name was Mickey Drexler. He left the company my senior year of college. And with him went this program that I came up through. So let's say when I was graduating, I was going to graduate making $80,000 because that program was no longer. They weren't going to honor the eight years I put in as an intern, mm. actually seven years. I was going to come out making 25, 30,000. And I was like, y'all done had all this time out of me. I'm good. And that's what ended me up on my mom's couch crying. Like, what am I going to do? But then I went to Violator with my friend. And, boom. and that led to the other story. <laughs> I started begging for an internship. I was on my mama's couch. Crying. Broke. There was, was trying to figure it out. There was no way that you was going to be broke. I'm sorry. It's like you were, you just had that in you. So, like, let me ask you this. Like, so when... So you, at the beginning of Love and Hip Hop, like, can you tell me a little bit about what your life was like before Love? Well, we talked about your life before Love and Hip Hop. Mm -hmm. So what's it been like since the show? Like, just living regular life away from cameras. I'm, I'm exactly the same person. Mm. I, I still hate getting my nails done. Don't do it. I hate doing my toes. Don't do them. If I pull my feet up and put it on this table, you'll be like, put them things away. Um... <laughs> My hair looks crazy now because I also hate getting my hair done. But a lot of times I travel with my hairstylist. So normally I'm together. Today I'm not. Um, so this this TV thing, I honestly was behind the scenes. I was a part of the creation of Love & Hip Hop. Right. Um, it was something I got a deal from VH1. And it was called something totally different before. And it turned into Love & Hip Hop. 
And the first season, I was a producer on the show. And I was, you know, like, you know, doing storylines and putting the cast together. And then my second season, I'm like, you need a woman that, you know, in this business that didn't get her stripes from the man she's connected to or the rap group she's connected to, but just a woman that works in hip hop or that's a music artist on her own too. And I'm like, let's go find them. Let's go have them audition. <laughs> and Mona turns around to me like, well, what about you? And I was like, oh, hell to the no, That's like me. one of them situations when somebody's like, yo, we need somebody that's like, and they're like right, pointing right, at you the right, whole time. Right. <laughs> like totally you're just describing you. Totally. And I was like, Mona, I don't dress right. I don't fight. I'm not going to jump across the table and do nothing. I was like, nobody's going to find me interesting. And she was like, just come on as a B character, as Jim's manager, you know, working with Christy, you'll be okay. And I was like, yeah. So I did it. And, um, you know, 10, 11 years later, I'm still the longest lasted female cast member on the show. Um, so people must have found me kind of okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think I'm exactly the same. Like I got one of my best friends here from high school. We knew each other since we were like 12, 13. And she'd probably tell you I'm exactly the same. So I raise my kids, I take them to school, I bring them home, clean my house, I, you know, cook dinner for my husband. I do every single yeah. thing that any other woman would do. Um, there hasn't been much change. You know, I would say lifestyle has been a change. You know, I'm not living in grand projects anymore. Um, although, like, I feel like I would love to buy one and be back over there. <laughs> and turn up Yo, first of all, first of all, let's talk about this boss talk for a second. I just got to address this. She ain't say like buy a house. She said buy a projects. Yeah. <laughs> buy a whole projects. That's that's how she thinks. Do you understand how bosses ahead. think, guys? That's like this is what I'm do. doing. I want I want to make a couple more dollars, and I want to go back and buy the projects that I came. That's from. fire. I do. That's I would fire. love to do that. <laughs> what um, would you call them? I don't know. <laughs> Yandy like, houses, never, like like Harlem Renaissance. <laughs> like I want to bring, like Harlem is still the bomb to me. That's where right. I'm from. Um, but I just remember reading all those books about the rich history of Harlem and the Cotton Club and, you know, the Harlem Renaissance time. I want to bring that back. Right. You know, I said, once I open up this store in Atlanta, because that's where we live right now, I want to come back and open up a store in my home in Harlem. And then I really want that to be a hub of so many different things. You know, I, I think Harlem has rich talent. Um, there's so many rich, amazing souls there. And I would love to just, you know, I think Brooklyn too. Brooklyn, you know, we're in Brooklyn right now. Um, the home of Biggie. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I just watched that. Have you guys watched that special yeah. on Yo, Netflix? Yo, that um, story to tell? Night. Crazy. Oh my God. Crazy, crazy. It was so good. D-Rock, you did an amazing job. I don't know if you're watching, but I just want to tell you, you did an amazing job. Fire. Um, so did I'm you watch Hip Hop Uncovered? No. Ooh, you gotta watch That's a that. good one? If you like the Biggie joint, you're going to love that. Really? Fire. I got to watch it. I'm going to watch that tonight. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like a, a consistent question is, I mean, want to know how do you balance mom entrepreneur life all of it over the last year and how do you continue to keep on managing because it seems like that's a I get that question, question all the time yeah. um especially when I speak on panels and I'll say that um there is no balance right that is a myth that there mm. is a balance no woman can equally balance out motherhood being a wife a girlfriend a, a, a whatever a partner work life, you friends, you don't balance it. You figure out what your priorities are, right? You figure out which one you're going to give more time that day, that hour, that second, that minute. And you have to be okay with it. I think many of us mothers, we um, wives as well, we get this mommy guilt or this wife guilt thing. And I think it's more about managing that than anything else. I cannot give my children 90% of my day every day. Would I love to? Of course I would. Mm. I'm in a whole nother state right now. So my right. baby's got 10% of me today because it was all over the phone, <laughs> right. right? And I have to figure out how to be okay with that. My husband got 3% of me because I was talking to the babies and I talked to him about 3% you know, of that time. Um, and it's, it's, it's never a balance. You prioritize. And then you also have to be very deliberate with your time. So write things down. Okay, today is a Yell Skincare Day. Yell Skin's going to get 60% of my time. Love and Hip Hop, you got 20% of me today. Mm. And then the baby's got the rest of me. Or, you know, today I'm shutting off the phones. I'm not shooting today. So babies is going to get 80% of my time. I'm taking my babies away. You know what? This weekend, it's going to be a mommy and daddy weekend. Baby, y'all going to go to your grandmama's house. And it's about me and daddy. And, and, and that's kind of how 
I figure out my balance, but it's never balanced, right? Every single day, the percentage changes, but I'm very deliberate with what I need to get done and with my time. And then the other thing is even friends, like you got to figure out how to fit your friends in there. So when I come to New York, literally, I don't get a hotel room. I'm like, okay, I'm spending a night at your house. So I got to fun with you there at the nighttime. Then I'm going to wake up and go to breakfast with you. I'm going to have lunch with you. And then later on, I'm going to spend a night at your house the next day. So I literally got my bag. I call my friend, like, can you meet me? And I have to group up friends sometimes so that I can see all of them at the same time. <laughs> because it's never a way to balance your life when you have all these different things going on. So you got to sometimes figure out how to get them together. Even right now, right, I'm here with you guys. This is kind of like work fun. I have to bring my friends with me because I don't, I'm only here for two days. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So you got to figure out what that balance looks like for you and then be very deliberate with your time. Social media, you got to do it. Do it for work. Do it to check one, two, three. I don't follow many people on social media because it'll take up too much time. Me scrolling, seeing how everybody else living yeah. and chilling and kicking it. When I got to be doing something else, I could be doing homework with a mirror. I could be helping someone with this business or starting mm -hmm. a new business. So those are the kind of things that you have to manage. Manage your time on Facebook. Manage your time on Instagram. If you look, your phone tells you, hey, you spent six hours today yeah, on Instagram. <laughs> deliberately say, you know what? I'm going to spend four hours. Then say, I'm going to spend three. Then I'm going to spend two. But then put that time towards your children. Put that time towards your man. Put that time towards your best friend or towards your business, which is your other baby. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I'm, I'm about to have you mentor me. <laughs> 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 nah, because honestly, I deal with that a lot. And I really have a hard time balancing time, you know, like, I have a lot of different businesses, yeah. got a, two kids, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to figure out. Like, how do you figure out when you got to work out? Like, it's just, it's oh, too much. Talk about the workout thing. <laughs> it's too I'm much. <laughs> but um, no, this, I, I feel like this is dope, man. I'm, I'm very glad that you were able to come and kick it with us and, and vibe out. I'm glad we got. Did y'all find my song? Yeah, so we're going to. And the good thing about this wine. Mm. It's been open. We've been sitting talking for about an hour now, right? Mm -hmm. It still has the same sparkle, the same fizz, the same acidity. Is that what you call it? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, yo, yeah. we got a wild person in the building. Yo, the 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 background is going crazy. By the way, <laughs> Yandy came in here with like a hundred people. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I had about sixty myself. I told you I just did the time with my friends. Lord, <laughs> nah, that's fine though. I'm I'm really glad that you into it though. I could totally see you like growing your palate and getting into a bunch of different regions and becoming like a full all out connoisseur. You know, I've always wanted a wine line. I did um when Nikki released Mixed Moscato, she had mm. me as one of her ambassadors. So I would go to different parties and have the mix at my table and we would be sipping and, you know, all of that stuff. And I was like, oh, this is cool. There's a lot of people that are into wine. Yep. And I was like, one day I'm going to just try to release something sexy and smooth and like. I'm just saying, this is this is pretty sexy. You know what I'm saying? It might be from Germany. It is. Maybe, yeah. maybe the Yandy line comes out of Germany. I mean, listen, I'm not mad at any of it. I mean, <laughs> it's actually good. I would probably just have several lines of sweetness. There you go. Because I'm a sweet girl. You know, oh, Yandy boom. Like you candy. could do it. You just like, ooh, y'all heard that? Yandy like candy? Yo, look, you just dropping too much game on them. <laughs> It's live, so y'all just forget that. We're going to cut that out of the other part because that's too fire. Like, don't tell nobody about don't that. Don't tell nobody. Right? Exactly. I'm going to put up my wine. That's going to be the tag like, on the bottom of it. Okay? Yo, that's so fire. I'm telling um, you. <laughs> it's a vibe, y'all. It's it's real vibe-ish in here. <laughs> oh, man. So. Y'all hear what's going on? Straight it's the vibe for me. It's your vibe for me. Do you see me out there vibing freely? I don't care. I'm a vibe anyway. Take a drive or by fair apply pressure because I'm red. It's the vibe for me. I mean, this is such a dope concept. Like, I love things that are innovative and new and fresh. Like, who thinks to link wine and hip hop? 
Christ, yo. You know what? We lived it, yo. We lived it. That's that's really what it comes down you know, to. When you think hip hop, you think like some Kabaki, some Tennessee. <laughs> but the fact that now that we can link wine, which I just think is so sexy with hip hop, that just changes kind of the narrative around hip hop. And it makes sense. You know, it like does. I feel like for people that are not in the culture, they see they, they see wine and be like, well, how's that going to go together? But someone that knows the culture, like, you know, what we talking about, you know, what we yeah. drinking like you came in, you're like, yeah, I'm on my wine shit. Like, yeah. this is what I drink. Like, that's what the culture is and now. And the thing is, hip hop is just not one lane, right? Exactly. It's not just hardcore, pass me the handy, let me take a shot of that Patron. There's also hip hop that's like just cool and a vibe and yeah. chill and relaxed. So, and when I think of that, I absolutely think of wine, like a, a good sip of wine. But there's also now that I done had some wines that done turned me up too. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could get some um you can get some, you can some get fortified some, wine, you like the high alcohol stuff. Yeah. That'll get you. So it, it, this is a great it's a mature here. drunk though. Like you you feel mature when you get drunk off wine. Mm -hmm. It's like you don't get drunk from wine. You get a you catch a buzz. Yeah, I was gonna say I've never been drunk from wine, but if that's what you guys did, that's yeah. It's it's a it's a nice buzz. Drink. Like you don't. So what was the other details of what that wine was specifically? It's a um, Weisler Kunstler uh, Riesling sack. So it's a hundred percent Riesling, and it is delicious. Um, we'll also have some info. We're gonna post this episode next week, and we'll also have some info on the bottle. Uh, on the website as well. All I want to know is, will I get to take a bottle home? Oh, you can have all the bottles you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we gonna make sure you leave. We gonna get you right when you leave. I'm Very telling good. you. I'm trying to have a vibe when I get. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man. <laughs> well, this has been another episode of Wine and Hip Hop Live. Yandy, thank you so much for coming thank through. You for this was fire. Me. I learned so much. Next time we go into Germany. Oh, please. <laughs> We're gonna do this in Germany yeah, next time. But next time I wanna I wanna go to Germany and I want you to be showing me my wine in Germany. Like Cop. so this is what I'm presenting to you, Yandy. You say this is what you like, this is what you want to taste. Here. That's that's what I want to do when I get say, to Germany. Say no more. We got okay. you. This is what we do. Okay. <laughs> this is what we do. From you know? your mouth to my ears, <laughs> let's just make it happen. Okay. Oh man, and big, big, big thank you to Wines of Germany. You yeah. guys have been amazing to work with. Thank you for helping us put this on. Absolutely. And we appreciate you. It's another episode of Wine and Hip Hop. And everybody, big up yourself. <laughs> Thanks Woo! for pulling up. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> this was a moment in wine and hip hop brought to you by Crew Love.